Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I am, of course, Ben, and it's so great to have you company for episode 317. This week on the Toy Power podcast, I'm joined today by... This is Frank. Hello, hello. And also Scott on the other end. Cowabunga! <laughs> and uh, we must uh, light a candle in... Uh, Trent's absence, as he's uh, been doing a bit of rearranging re- uh, in this cold, sultry uh, weather, and he's blocked himself in. He can't even yeah. get, can't even get outside of his uh, toy room. He sent out an SOS, and we're like, mate, you know, you're gonna you have know. to get the kids to dig you out. That's you right. That's you're gonna right. have to open some of those toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, open some toys, and uh, we'll come and rescue. Or uh, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> no Trent tonight, but w- the, the show must go on, That's as right. they say. All right. Now for a bit of this. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? I'm Batman. But she's got a new hat. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Let's start off with some Toy McFarlane news. McFarlane? Todd McFarlane? Toy McFarlane. Let's have a look at the Dragonfly first. Let's see how that Haslab is going. (laughs) Oh, am I looking at the wrong thing? Scroll up, Scotty. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) We're not doing a start, a restart. (laughs) Can we uh, get an accurate uh, numbers count, please? Yes, we can. I have actually got that up on the screen in front of me. We are currently sitting at... So this is the the Haslab uh, Dragonfly? The Dragonfly, Mm. the G.I. Joe Dragonfly. Okay, we are currently sitting at 14,000... 412 backers. We have 16 days, 15 hours, 58 minutes to go. Mm. So this now brings us to we've unlocked the second tier. Glenda. Glenda, Glenda. Mulligan, whom unlocked at 16K. And uh, then the next one who is still blacked out, which I think is a bit, hey, guys, come on, there's 16 days left. Yeah, Maybe they're waiting they'll, for that they'll, 14 days. They'll, they'll have some metric to go, all right, yeah. there's X amount. We may yeah. not, you know, that Glenda may not be unlocked just yet, but no, they'll go. Glenda's unlocked. It's the oh, next it? one. It's the black. What black was Glenda at, 16? 16, yep. We haven't quite hit 16 yet, so oh, we've got sorry. about 1,500 yeah. orders to go roughly. Then right. Glenda is a go. Sure. Oh, okay, right. And then yeah. at 1,900 we get our yet-to-be-released See, to me, that's classified. something like, and I know it's not because it's a, the Dragonfly is a Joe vehicle, not a Cobra vehicle, but it's a it's a it's a Cobra Commander level type yeah. character. Yep. It's one of those ones where yep. people go, "Oh, now I need to hit order," and yeah. if they haven't yep. jumped in already, like, yeah, yeah. No, I, and I, Colin had some ideas of what this uh, <coughs> unknown yep. character might be, uh, but yeah, it, it's interesting, and I think uh, look out for that four t- uh, fourteen days or two weeks out. From the uh, yeah. end of this thing, I think that's when it'll drop. So maybe because um, the Sky Striker got all its goals from memory, like it. it no, no they, they, the very last one. It the missed. very last one they missed, which was the ground crew. Um, mm. You know, vans and you know yeah. he- helping p- carts and things. Sure. I think, but it it came bloody close. Like mm. and and it did really well in all 
uh, respect. Uh, but um, yeah, but this is done really well as well. When it, you know, almost it was um, funded, you know, within the first Overnight, 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, to keep the excitement going, they need to uh, showcase some, you know, some goodies. So, so far, when you look at the Haslabs, I know there's been a couple of misses, obviously, from the Star Wars team, one from the Marvel Legends team. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that, actually, yeah. Never forget. <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe seems to be doing it pretty well. Oh, they, mm, they, yeah. haven't, they haven't missed and they've, you know, this is the second or third? Third. Third? Yeah, yep. because you've his got the um, his, his tank, tank and course, the uh, yeah. striker. And the Sky yep. Striker. So they're, they're showing the other brands at Hasbro yep. how it's done. Yep, yep. yep. Let's, let's hope that. that the final reveal there... Is exactly what everybody wants and pushes this right across right the line. Across, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm. Good luck. I tell, right. tell you what, people don't want though, <laughs> Ben. Oh. I mean, not you oh. specifically, but like, tell us about what people don't want. Here. Well, I, I personally don't want a very um, a smiling, casualistic kaz- uh, Superman. <laughs> like, you know, he just <laughs> what the hell? Superman is a beacon of hope and uh you know strength and almighty alien you know character from kryptonite uh we're not taking a say cheese and take a selfie uh you know like for reference we are talking about mcfarlane have unveiled a superman two pack that uh is superman uh supposedly a regular superman but then ultraman also from earth three yeah which the looks ult- cool ultraman he's got so he's got the u on his chest instead of the big s uh he looks pretty pissed off he's got the red sort of i've just laser burnt someone with my eyes yeah and then you've got a more classic looking superman to sort of face off in him and not even a classic he looks goofy well that's exactly <laughs> yeah, it yeah. everything about it is is fine with the uniform and stuff but that head you know that it's Ah, it's, I it's, don't know what's close happened. your eyes and think of Terminator 2 when, um, uh, uh what's his name? Um, the kid says to uh, Arnie, John Connor, sm- yeah, John Connor, yeah. smile, smile, and Arnie tries to smile, <laughs> yeah. right? like, and he pulls that the stupidest looking grin. Not that's bad. that's what this uh, Superman this is. Looks I, like. I think it's the, the, the face is whereas you look at the jawline on the Ultraman, the face just seems wide, like yep. he's got he's got a massive chin. The, the cheeks seem too puffy and he's got this smirk that looking at it, it just it looks wrong it looks like it looks like if Pixar designed Superman that's what his face would look <laughs> yep. like yep if you look at Shrek 2 <laughs> when Shrek becomes a human <laughs> being yeah I have that's seen the that. face. yeah I think that's about that, yeah we're calling it that we've had a it's the Shrek three face. interpretations of the Shrek face is, that's the, is winner. the winner yeah. it's a whimsical yeah. face for a guy who's about to get pounded on by Ultraman that's not the look to have on your face <laughs> yeah. yeah I do like the uh, scaffolding that they're standing yeah, on yeah it's like a, a flight stand. It's, yeah. it's, been, it's like the daily planet globe yeah. that's sort of been destructed and, and he hmm. sits upon that's pretty cool pretty clever mm. Yep. Um, yep. But yes, if you're getting this Superman two pack for anything other than Superman, you sort of have to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. And then over the uh, pond, we've also got another McFarlane, the Collector Edition teasers. Yeah, this is another uh, like a new subline that they've sort of announced. As you know, it's for collectors by collectors. Uh, I'll be honest, I get a little bit lost with the McFarlane stuff in terms of the different. 
uh, sublines, if you will. Yep. They've got their platinum edition. It's the gold edition. It's the mm. the, the Todd edition. Yep. Like they're they're going uh, throwing a lot of sublines out there instead of it just being you know one cohesive multiverse, line. Yeah. for example. Yep. Anyway, um, but this is basically said uh, uh, delving right back into the history of comics, and one of the figures they revealed on the topic of Superman is Superman as he appears in Action Comics number one. Actually really cool. This has a perfect sort of head sculpt compared to what we were just talking about. He's got that real vintage looking S on him. Uh, this is just a tease. It's not the full figure. It's only a single image that's been released. Um, but if you're going, you know, back into the DC archives, this is exactly where you, you want to start. Um, the other one they've got there is a vintage uh, Green Lantern, a.k.a. Alan Scott. Um, I believe, though, this is how he appears in the Day of Vengeance uh, miniseries, which is like a lead-in or tie-in to uh, Infinity Crisis, I want to say. Like, it's it's not him as he would appear in the original. Yeah, he's very young in appearance. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But he's got the red, he's got the purple cape, he's got the... The lantern logo on his uh, on his chest, and that looks pretty cool. Uh, and then they've got this new character here. Well, I say new. This is a, a Batman villain by the name of Abyss. Uh, it comes from a 2002 uh, run of the Batman comics. So don't know very much about them. Kind of looks like a a robotized version of the Grim Reaper. Is it a girl? Uh, you could be right. It's it's. I don't. I, I know very little about it the character. It looks very to be slim around the waist, and it looks like. She's got breasts, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. But uh, it looks quite feminine in my in, yeah. in physique around the torso. You could be right. Uh, so, but it looks it looks cool. Yeah, a futuristic Grim Reaper. Mm. If uh, if I had to describe her, so, so it's interesting. You've gone two sort of real retro vintage type things, and then you've got gone on the other yeah. end. You've got a real you know something from the last couple of years. So. Uh, be interesting to see the rest of this wave uh, when that comes out, but these are just teaser picks uh, for now. Hmm. Mm. It'd be nice to see a, a run of vintage, vintage figures from mm. McFarlane, something a little bit different. Yep. Yeah, he's gone. It tends to skew very modern, and I get that's the whole synergy around, you know, representing what's in the comics in plastic forms. We've done, you know, all those death metal knights and all that sort of stuff, which isn't isn't our jam, but I'm sure someone out there is is in love with that. So yeah, let's go let's go the other way. Let's go super retro. Mm. Talking about all things retro, Ooh. how about this Super 7 this tease? Nuts. All right. So nuts. first up we got the cat's emblem, a chest with the cat's uh, you know, Thundercats. The Eye of Thundera. Yeah, sort of glowing, right? And they're like, wow, are they doing Thundercat Man or something? <laughs> Just like they did, you know, Castle Grayskull Man and things. Mm. Is this going to be Thundercat Man in Ultimates? And then the next one, a couple of days later, was the head of the Cat's Lair, right? <sighs> From uh, who was it? Uh, LJN. Mm. And, and anyone that knows Thundercats, they are of a larger scale and therefore a lair. <laughs> their place, well, their play set is massive. Play like the set vintage one was huge, and and uh, you know Trent. Um, unfortunately, he's not here to voice his opinion tonight. But that is on his grail list because it is so big and therefore so expensive, hard to find, and yeah, yeah just uh, impossible to um, track down for a decent price. So the third picture that we just got in the last couple of days is of a silhouette structure, and it is definitely the cat's lair. There's mm. no ums or you yeah. know, maybe this is a character or, uh, you know, Thunder, um, Thundercat Man or whatever. <laughs> this is definitely the cat's lair. 
And, uh, you know, with a bit of the tools of um, mobile phones and Photoshop yeah. and all that, we've been able to dial up the brightness and take away mm. the, the dark silhouetteness and, yeah. and of this uh, picture. And we can sort of take, you know, we can sort of start to see some details and things of this cat's lair. And it's looking pretty amazing. Now, my biggest concern is the price point of a cat's lair. This well, has <laughs> to be reaction size. Yeah, like and anything that's, that's bigger... The... It's going to be well over $1,000. And that's the number one question. People have just jumped to the assumption that this is Ultimates and then when you've gone and think thought about it, you go, whoa, the logistics around an Ultimates cat's lair, you know, surely this is reaction. There's nothing. There's a line of text at the bottom of all these teasers. I was hoping there might be something in there that says the word reaction. There's not. Um Absolutely nuts. Like everything, uh, given that there's a couple of things, given the way they're teasing this out, you know, a couple of pic- here's a picture, wait a couple of days, here's another picture. We've got San Diego around the corner. My gut feel is that if this was just a reaction, they just throw it out there and go, here mm. it is. They're not going to be like letting the fan base just saturate in this and just sort of, you know, start frothing like. I feel like this is going to be huge. There's there was an interesting image that Ben's put in here that someone's gone. Well, look, here's the the size of the door. Let's compare that to the size of the door on the Classics Grayscale and the scale. Honestly, it's twice as tall mm. as your Classics Grayscale. Yep. So therefore, it's huge. In, using that door as as the um, yeah, you reference know, point reference point mm. of scales, it's going to be bigger than Snake Mountain. Right, and it's going to be similar to Snake Mountain mm. as all the playability is at the front, and you might get a couple of levels around the back with not much else. Because the old one didn't open up like a grayscale no. or Snake it, Mountain. It is it's just a facade. The front yeah. looks like yep. the cat, and then yep. you spin it around, and there's yeah. the trap doors or whatever yep. it is. Like, however, in the cartoons, and you know, famously, thing, yeah. the the paw lifts up, and the thunder tank <laughs> can fit under the the paw. And the joke is that the Thunder Tank, the cl- the uh, classic Thunder Tank, is as big as a coffee table. The Ultimates one, yeah. The Ultimates one, not. sorry, yeah. So this, uh, the, yeah, it's, it's so this. It'll be to a scale. It won't be to Thunder Tank scale. Yes. I think it'll be scaled more for the figures, but that's still a massive playset. The Thunder Tank is enormous. Mm. It, this is going to be bigger than the Thunder Tank. And what was that? That was not. It was about eight hundred by the time we yeah. got it in Australia, yep. I yep. believe. Yeah, I mean, but Snake Mountain was by the time it, it was, was about that was a thousand dollars item. Yep, and for an Australian, as far as shipping and yep. you know you put whatever's sort of price tag on top of it. Ah, my my other question. I, I just think Super Seven are crazy enough to yeah, do it. But my other concern, and I mean this by no disrespect whatsoever, is there enough Thundercats fans out there to fund this? I, yep. I just feel that's the question. Masters is the bigger property, yep. uh, and they are able to do a couple of play sets. Um, you know, congratulations, Thundercats have got as many ultimates as they have mm. uh, so far, and they're sort of getting to that end of the line where there's not much else yep. they can pull from. Uh, is this the next best thing? You know, even Mumra's lair is smaller than the mm. cat's lair, but. It, you know, when you weigh them up, the cat's lair is more much iconic. more iconic yep. than a mummer's tomb lair thing. Mm. So, I, I, look, I just I hope they're smart and I hope they release this at San Diego because this is just too cool yep. to release prior to San Diego. Uh, but I'm waited bated breath to find out what this actually is and mm. scale wise and price point and then 
I just, but I just think it's going to be out of people's price points, about you know affordability mm. as well. So, good it's, luck. It's affordability and size. Where do yep. you put all these yep. massive toys? You know, we've got Eternia coming next year. Anyone who's into their Masters Classics, you've got, you know, your Snake Mountain or whatever that's as big as a small child. Like, yeah, that's there's a lot. Good news for collectors, this looks like it'll be about the same size as a small one-man tent, which is important <laughs> because you'll have somewhere to sleep when your wife oh, kicks you out of the house yeah. buying it. The cardboard yeah. box it comes in will be your home yeah. for the next three years yeah. until you can. And, and the red eyes will scare predators away. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Up. That, uh, you thought Trent was blocked in his toy room before. Imagine when he gets <laughs> yeah, one of these. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he gets in and out of his toy room now. <laughs> Just uses the, That's uh, his new toy room. Yeah, he plays toy room. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right. Now let's take it into space because I'm particularly excited about this mm. next reveal. This is the black and white space Usagi. So artist Stan Saki, the, the creator of Usagi Yojimbo, is selling variants of the NECA 7-inch scale figure as a black and white variant prior to NECA actually having a coloured version of this figure. And I think that's now awesome. Have we not seen coloured ha- versions We have of this? seen it. We've seen yep. it in one of their teaser diorama mm, that's right. cartoon displays. You know, uh, everything but here. You can't order it. Or well, uh, you cannot pre-order it yet yep. that I have seen. So yep. this is pre, uh, you know, before the coloured version that, from NECA. Sure. So this is Stan Saki. And the way to get this is by going on to Stan Saki's website and ordering it direct by him. But Stan Saki is a very smart man and he has three different versions to buy from. So he has a Stan Saki edition, which is limited run of only 989 units. And the options are unsigned, signed on the box, or head uh, remac on the box. So that's just an artist's rendition on the box, and uh, that looks amazing. Then you've got the Dogu Publishing Edition, which is limited to 250, which is a quick sketch on the box. And uh, yeah, uh, the estimated shipping date of this is August 1st, 2023. Mm, And uh, all signatures, remarks, and quick sketches are signed on the slipcase, not actually the figure itself. Mm. So. Uh, I think this is great. Good on Stan for, you know, being able to market his own character instead of just selling it off to other companies and, you know, letting them profit. Mm. So, and I, I'm kind of keen. To, I love um, Yasaji, so I'm kind of keen to You're get. looking to get a not, version of it? Yeah, I, probably the coloured one because yes. um, the black, this one is a bit obscure and, a bit you know, probably a bit more harder to come yep. by. But uh, I'm. Love these little shots and these teasers and um, just think, you know, for the hardcore Turtle fans, for the Yusaji or Jimbo fans out there, good on them, you know, and good on Stan Saki for, you know, creating something that's, you know, lived in the Turtle universe and still hyped up as much as it is today. So well done. I don't want us to talk about this one. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go three for three. Transformers cross GI Joe. Right. We've had quite a few of these. We've had Bumblebee and uh, as the um, little Humvee, the Jeep. Yep. Uh, thing we've we had Megatron um, and Megatron. Baroness. Yep, Bar- Baroness. Yep. And now we have a Soundwave uh, dressed up as sort of the Dreadnoughts van, which is uh, the Thunder Machine, and it comes with Zartan and Zana. And I think as a robot form of this Soundwave, it looks phenomenal. It looks perfect G1 style with the huge 
cassette box on his chest. He's got uh, the big, you know, uh, bazooka thing yeah, sitting next on his shoulder. shoulder his uh, face looks wicked. And it comes with Ravage on a chain being held by Zartan. And uh, Zana is, you know, sort of a packing as well. The transformation looks great. Uh, if you compare it to the original um, Thunder uh, machine, it, they're pretty like for like. And those guns and things can be moved around. Uh, I'm particularly excited for this because this actually turns up in Australian retail. So for yeah. about you know, 80, 90 bucks, you can get this set. So if it comes to Australia, if I don't have to go through 20 different websites to work out who am I going to buy from, who's mm. got it, who can, you know. You're going to pick it up? I, I'd probably pick it up if I see it on the yeah, shelves. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a huge Soundwave fan and I think this really speaks to me. All in that G1 Transformers colour scheme rather than the, um, you know, G.I. Joe sort of browns yeah, and greens and, colour scheme. And I think that that's where my issue with it lies, looking at that. like Because you're a G.I. Joe fan. <laughs> I, just, I just need to... Uh, <laughs> no, I just... The, the, the robot mode, like the head sculpt, bang mm, on. He's mm, got the gold mm. chest. He's got the, the, the play, pause, stop buttons, sort of, you know, where yep. you shouldn't be pressing on a robot. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Ravage on a chain, really yep. cool. But yep. it's... The, the, Look at the kibble hanging off his like forearm, for example, and those the red uh, and even the the stuff around the back. I I don't like the 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 sound wave is blue, right? There's, I like there's it. way nah, too much red like for it. me, and and I think this is my thing with even the the, the and I understand they have to make these um, you know allowances or sacrifices, but I think that's the thing where people some people say with Bumblebee, you just go he's he's more green than he is yellow. Like there, and you know, Megatron had lots of black when he's traditionally grey. Like, uh, yeah, I get it. Like, it, it's a crossover. You're going to have these things. It's just, I, I, look uh, at I, it. I wonder how, uh, and I'm not sure, being the you know the the non GI Joe expert I am, but how accurate that Thunder Machine is it, to to the original. It, it, it from a face value, from you know, I'm not a huge GI Joe fan as well, but you marry them up. I should have got a the one. Uh, picture Compared to, to pe- original, comparison, yeah. it doesn't look out of place. Like yeah. it, it, the colors are completely different, obviously, mm. being the red and the blue. But uh, it, it doesn't look too out of place. Okay. Um, and they've done a couple of different variations of the original one in the GI Joe um, world. But I look at it this way: if I've got eight different sound waves on my shelf, mm. and you scrolling across, oh yeah, cool, that's original, that's masterpiece, that's whatever. And then you come to this one, it's like, oh, it what's that out. one? It stands yeah, out because it's got fair. the reds, because it's got wheels mm. on, on its shoulders. You know, a lot of the other car modes of Soundwave, they hide the wheels yeah. and things uh, towards the back. Um, I'm I'm just genuinely impressed by this. I love the fact that Ravage, you could argue Ravage is blue instead of black. True. Um, true. The fact that he's on a chain, it really brings the, it meshes the two worlds together mm. uh, quite nicely. This has um, been done a thousand times in the comic book forums and things uh, and we haven't got that many toys that outside of the SDCC exclusives. Mm. And a lot of the early ones were non-transformable. They were yeah. just, here's a Sky Striper with, um, you know, coloured in Starscream colours, you know, yeah, and, or, or yeah, Jetfire yeah. colours. It doesn't transform. Yeah. So I think they've gone that the, next level and uh, I'm really impressed. The Joe figures that come with it, are they in scale with vintage stuff? Or are they, they, they look three three and three quarter. Yep. And they Zartan and Zartana are fairly up there in the uh, G.I. Joe world of yep. the Dreadnoughts. The they're, yeah. they're Aussies as well. So, you know, <laughs> hurrah for the Australians. Um, you know, the fact that they don't come with bikes is a bit, you know, or a... Um, 
a swamp machine, you know, thing, whatever he, Zartan like rides a around. Yeah, thing? little yep. little one man one. Um, but no, nah, I, I really impressed You're with this, it. and uh, you know, as again, you know, if this is out by Christmas and it's sitting on the shelf, well, guess what, Re, this is what you buy for Christmas. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Father Christmas. Take some you know? notes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh. oh no, you go, Scotty. Thank you, sir. Uh, the latest from Mattel Creations, they have just gone live with a new crowdfund and it is the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park, the gates. Yes, those iconic gates that open up and give you entrance into the park themselves. Now you can pre-order this from Mattel Creations as a part of their newest crowdfunding. And as I click on over to the Mattel page, this is a 250 US purchase and at the moment we are sitting at 1081 backers what are they looking for total wise so we're looking our first stretch target here is for 5000 backers and the way this is set up is that those first 5000 backers are US only so at the moment to begin this mm. is not open to international Customers, no, okay. no, no Canada, no anything. Yep. Yeah. So only US market has available to buy this to begin with. Once they hit that 5,000 customers, those those pre-orders, then it opens up to the international market to jump mm. on board and push it to its tiered goals. Interesting choice. So we're 25 days in, 21% backed. And at the moment, we have unlocked tiered one, which is the Jurassic World or Jurassic Park motorized gates and you get the iconic Ford Explorer from the first movie. In that green and yellow sort of colour scheme. Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. That very classic Jurassic Park look. So that's your 5,000 backers. Now the gates are motorized, So you can take the vehicle, you can sit it onto a track and it will move towards the gates and the gates oh, will automatically. The, okay, so the car goes itself. Correct. Okay, that's So it's cool. very much automated. Mm. The gates open up, the music plays. <laughs> You've got some flame effects, some torches sitting on the gates. They light up and flicker as well. The second tier, unlocking at 6,000 backers, is the Post-electrocution Tim figure. And <laughs> Post-electrocution. Little, little Timmy. Uh, <laughs> little Timmy. I love that they had to phrase it like that too. Post-electrocution, not, not the boring version. <laughs> and, and a couple of bits of the uh, enclosure fences to go along with him. <laughs> Tier 3, uh, the Hammond Collection Buck T-Rex. So you get a T-Rex to go with this. Oh, it's a repaint wow. of what's been issued previously from the Lost World Jurassic Park line. And the final tier at 10,000 backers, you get the, the Lex figure, which is Timmy's sister, the little girl mm-hmm. from the series, from the, from the movie. And you get the goat. Now, we oh, all remember you have to the wait, goat. You have to wait that long to get the goat. I, wow. Uh, we all remember this scene. We're <laughs> yes, just sitting there yes, waiting yes. for the T-Rex and the goat <laughs> comes out and it's like, oh, we all know what's going to happen here, <laughs> but <laughs> the goat has... A removable, detachable hind leg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that iconic part of the film where the T-Rex is eating the goat and the leg falls onto the top of the car. You can now recreate that in the Wonderful. luxury of your own Wonderful. home. <laughs> that is some nice attention to detail. Actually, I, I, speaking of, uh, so is Timmy and what was the other? Lex. Lex. Um, I saw a thing recently because obviously Jurassic Park, what were we talking, 1993 for that movie? Yep. 
um, that actress, and I don't know her name, apologies, but she's all, Ariana Richards. Ariana Richards, all grown up, and she basically recreated the famous uh, jelly scene where she's got the jelly on the spoon, and she, you know, the she can tell the raptors have sort of entered the compound, and there's this wonderful side by side shot of her doing the same thing, the scared look on her face, and the jelly just shaking on the spoon, like you know. 30 years wow. later. Excellent. <laughs> well done. Mm. So, so you, you go, ooh, you go. Ooh, ooh. 20, so 25, <laughs> 25 days in, did you say, or 25 days to go? We've got 25 days to go. Right. Okay. Ending on July 27th. I, what, do, what do we think about this? I, I It feels, feels expensive for me for what you're getting. I think... Uh, anything like a prop or a gate or a throne or whatever is 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 a hard sell. Now, don't get me wrong. The motorized stuff and the, and the batteries, you know, the flame effects look cool. And look, alongside the T-Rex and that car, the, it is an extremely iconic part of, of the franchise. You go to, you know, the the, the ride at, at, you know, Movie World or whatever it is and, and there's some sort of recreation yes. of of those gates. I. Uh, I don't know. I, I my gut feel is that I don't think this is going to get there. Particularly mm. when you said about the US only, that strikes me as a bit strange. Yep. And I'm sure there's some sort of pricing model or something they've done there. I just I look at it and I go, eh. I just I I, I don't see it I, I, making it. I think to be honest, I think they've stretched all these goals way too much. Like I think you should almost get all of that in the first. You know, 5,000. Five yeah, grand. Yep. You yep. know, just mm. do that from the start. I don't think – I cannot see $250 worth of plastic in that. I understand the those gates are enormous, like, but it's it's just that image That image is to scale, yeah? So the T-Rex – it's twice the height of, of the massive T-Rex figure, yeah? Yep. Yeah. So, so yep. they would be big. Comparatively, yeah. Lex and Timmy are three and three-quarter inch. Yeah, right. So – it is quite sizable mm. once you put it all together. Yeah. I don't know. I know, I, Scott, are you, you into this? Like what are you? I, where, I where love you Jurassic sit? Park. I think it's an iconic product. But in terms of playability, mm. maybe two or three times you're going to do it for your own amusement. You're going to show your mates when they come around. Um, but ultimately it just sits on the shelf collecting dust after that. If yep. this is $250 and we're getting a pair of gates, what's the damn uh, cat's <laughs> leg going to be? <laughs> <laughs> it's just 250 bucks just for the head yeah. of the cat's leg. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's be like, honest. <laughs> the, my, my other issue is is this, um, the cat, okay, obviously those gates are new. The uh, compound, um, you know, wiring and things, the gates, you know, like fencing is all new. That's really oh, cool. Oh, that comes with it, does it? Well, yeah, that's the next tier, like, oh, you know, one of the tiers. One of the right. tiers. That's really cool, though. You can sort of, you know, make your own little compound bit. But the the Jeep is a reissue. We've already got that in the toy line. I believe this one just has rubber wheels, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, always a bit of a level up. But it's it's the mold's already there. Yep. The um the Buck uh, Rex uh, is um a you know that's just the regular T Rex with a new Dino Riders paint job on it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, the goat, I mean, what's that freaking just a goat from, you know, another toy line just with his hind leg cut off and an articulation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> point added on there. I believe the kids have uh, been made and they're just, you know, repaints. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I saw, yeah, 250 bucks, man, they're dreaming. And I, I hate 
how spaced out these uh, goals are the because tears the tears big, are just annoying, uh, mm. way too much. Um, you know, I don't know what mm. those little signs and things, whether those signs are um, tiered as well. There's little uh, direction signs for to see each dinosaur on there, uh, but still, yeah. The only thing really missing from this, and it is also a part of that particular scene, is the wooden long drop with the lawyer sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah you're That's right. That's what you need. And it yeah. needs a breakaway feature from the top, and then you've got the lawyer sitting yeah. there on the toilet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, stretch goals, I don't know. Do you, if you were to rejig the stretch goals, I, I would expect, like, you know, you get a John Hammond figure, you get a. Yeah. Um, the torch scene, you know, like yeah. where he's holding the torch yeah, and stuff. You get maybe like an uh, an alternate piece you could snap on so that the you know the top of the car mm. gets crushed when it's flipped upside down. Yeah. All those sorts or, of things, or, or even half a car that's sort of sunk into the mud, like you know, crushed yep. under yeah. underneath the weight of the wrecks. Yep. Uh, that could be a um, cool, you know, that that's only half a car. But I mean, those, those scenes, the scene where the T Rex attacks the truck and all that sort of stuff, well, that comes a bit later. This the actual iconic gaze. That's right, at the start Correct. of the film. Correct. Right? You're, so, you're piecing things together. Yeah, you sort yeah. of, you know, if you're going to make this, I mean, I don't see even if this goes well and it does fund. And for those fans out there who who, who love their Jurassic Park, I, I really hope it does. But <laughs> I I don't see them doing it. There's there's no follow-up set to this. There's no sequel. The, Even if this gets all its stretch goals, what 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 else can you do from a Jurassic yeah, just Park? A angle? leaf, you know, when she's driving through and she pinches the leaf to analyze the leaf, and that's what she's looking at when mm-hmm. they see the uh, the Brachiosaurus. You know, <laughs> she's she's still staring at the leaf. <laughs> I mean, the, the only other iconic scene that jumps out to me, and I sort of refer to it, is the the um, uh, what are they called? The Raptors. The raptors into the kitchen when they're yep. actually hunting the kids in there. That's arguably the other iconic sort yep. of scene. I don't know how you do that yep. as a uh, a dio type thing. But the 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 guys from Toy Exandi um called out the best uh, diorama scene. Mm. It's in the uh, in the museum part with the skeleton of the yes. um, T-Rex yes. and the banner of the Jurassic yep. Park. Because like Prime, Prime 1 or someone did like a crazy statue yep. of that for yep. like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Like, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway. Mm, we shall see. I'll be keen to look back on it in, in a, you know, a couple of weeks and just see where it's at. Yep. You know, if, you, if you're a Dino fan, if you're a Jurassic Park fan, now is your time to put your... Put your money where your mouth is, yeah. per se. Pro- prove us wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're a diehard, yeah, that's right. Prove us wrong and uh, f- back this um, and, uh, yeah, show us what we, you know. Show us what we're not seeing. That's right. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. We might move on to now a in-hand figure review mm. of something that sort of fresh was able to see many moons, what feels like many feels months like ago. Feels like a long time ago, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So um, we are, of course, talking about the new Mutant Mayhem figures have hit in a huge way in uh, Australian retail and uh, just as promised, just mm-hmm. about every retail com- uh, business uh, that sells toys has been able to secure them. And I think it's worth pointing out that as Australians, we seem to have gotten these a bit earlier yep. than you know, most of the rest of the world. We're talking with Jay Harps and some of our American friends and they were just like, you guys have got them already. And I, well, I noticed that the, you know these have been available in Australia for a couple of weeks now and only just now are you – your Pixel Dans and these sorts of people, they're doing their full photo yep. spread and here's my review on it and and they normally get their stuff ahead of time before yeah. the US markets to really build hype and stuff. And we're just like, 
yeah, what are you doing, Pixel? We've had these for weeks, brother. Mm, like, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a really interesting, uh, interesting time to be a turtles collector. Conversely, we get the film apparently two months after the yeah. US. Like, it's it's going to drop real oh, soon wow. in the US, and we're not getting it till like September, I believe. So, which is a bummer. Yeah, so it's a strange yin and yang type yep. there. But yes, I was fortunate enough to go out of the shops and find the entire first wave. So I've got the four brothers, Leo, Don, Raph and Mikey. We've got a Master Splinter. We've got our Rocksteady and we've got our Bebop. I did also get one other item, but we'll come back to that once we've had a look at these single card releases. So everyone want to grab a figure, any standouts? We heard a little bit of a play with them. We unboxed them before this episode just to sort of um, have a look at them. What I will say, it's really nice that, which I think is going to be a thing moving forward for all turtle lines, you don't have four of the same sculpt painted with different colours. And I think that's that's going to be the standard. I think people have moved past that as, as far as a, a toy line gimmick. These all sort of roughly play in that sort of four, four, inch, four to five inch sort of scale, let's say. Um, we've got articulation from a, like a standard turtle perspective. I think your, your splinters and, and other characters are a bit different, but they have ball jointed shoulders. They've got a single, um, single pivot about 90 degrees at the elbow, uh, and then just cut wrists. So no ball joints in the wrist. Um, I was, guess I'll call it a ball joint at the, at the hip there where the leg meets up, um, 90 degrees at the, uh, knee. Knee, thank you. Uh, and then interestingly, cut... Uh, swivel. Swivel, yeah, thank you, uh, at the ankles. Uh, not something we've seen on many Turtles figures. I mean, articulation has never been, you know, Playmate strong suits, but you're also not paying $40 like you would for a Marvel Legends figure. Um, these are, you know, on the price we pay, 15 bucks. Nice. 15 bucks Australian. So in America on you special. can expect these yeah. for... That was on special, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I expect these to be $10 sort of USD um, type figures. So we're not expecting crazy articulation or anything like that, but I'm pretty quietly impressed with, oh, definitely. with that for, for the price. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, $15 on special, a regular retail Australian price is $19. So uh, the fact that these are $15 straight off introductory price it's it's amazing for what you get, okay? Mm. You get painted weapons, which is always welcome. So each character comes with their signature weapons and they are all painted. Some of them have not just two tones of colours, but, you know, like you look at Splinter for his um, uh, cane, cane that sword, uh, turns yeah. into a sword. There's three paint applications on that uh, cane sword and that's just – that legit blew me away. Mm. But then on the flip side, Bebop and Rocksteady – have standard grey uh, colour tone guns and things, which you don't miss the non-painted aspects yeah. on those. They're uh, they're, they're, that's right, they're, mm. they're cool guns. Um, but it's not that not not that's not all, folks. Uh, <laughs> we also get a the sort of the weapons tree or whatever you want to call them. And I'm just holding up Mikey's right now. So you get a large uh, weapons tree with the pizza. You get the mutagen can. You get a, a pair of nunchucks. You get a sort of a bow with a knife on it, and you get a, a um, ninja star, and that's all Mikey plus a individual uh, cut, appropriately coloured uh, mini baby turtle with him, mm. and that is just that's it's more a lot for fifteen bucks. More weapons than a Marvel Legends. More yeah. weapons than you know half the other figures that are 
uh, at modern figures these days. It's very trope, you know, appropriate for Ninja Turtles to come with that many weapons, more than they can hold. But I am extremely impressed by the amount of weapons and things that they come with. Everything on the weapons tree is unpainted, but you can cut them off and use them appropriately and uh, really bulk your, um, you know, your guard. Kick them out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's amazing. Um, also, strangely enough, all the turtles are quite vintage coloured appropriate, except for Donatello. Donatello mm. is the odd one out. Instead of being a more browner colour like his uh, vintage counterpart, he's a... A paler green yeah. uh, than um, Raphael and uh, Leonardo, which is a bit odd, but also makes sense. I think it, it's not yeah. out of the world of believability, but it just doesn't. It, it's the um, the variant uh, of the the you know the quad the the brothers. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Mm. I mean, you go back to like the two thousand and seven turtles. On my, I'm looking at them on my shelf here, and. Uh, Raphael was the only one who had like a sort of deeper sea green. The rest were all sort of the same color. So yeah, they haven't always stuck to those those colorings. But yes, that's that is a bit of a an interesting choice. Um, Donatello in particular, I think, comes with a few extra accessories, and this I feel is going to be whether you like it or not. Um, this is going to be part of his caricature going forward. He's come with a set of headphones. He's got a set of removable glasses come on and off he's got what looks like a bum bag on mm-hmm. the front there and Scotty. then a phone yep, yep. he's got is it a phone, phone yep tucked into his tucked satchel into, or whatever yeah, you call it bum bag yeah right, eh? yeah so they're really leaning into that you know nerd sort of tech type um thing um trope yeah i, I think it's also worth noting as you've probably seen from the animation the turtles are not all the same sculpt like they're different sizes mikey uh, and to Fresh's point, you know, that we questioned about Mikey's, you know, Stewie Griffin football style head. In person, it's not that bad. No, it's it, not. It, no. It's it's a different shape. It's a different style to the others for sure. But it doesn't look quite as ridiculous as as some early photos and even perhaps the animation itself made it made it look. Um, it's definitely one thing to look at images and judge on images, but it's another thing to have them in hand and mm. play with them and um, move them around and pose them. And like looking at, I've got Leo and Raph here in my hands, and just even the depth. Raphael is chunky; like his his shell is actually it's a different uh, pattern. They haven't even reused the same shell mold, but he is he is twice not twice, but he's times and a half the thickness you know, front to back um, to, to Leonardo, who is, you know, probably the, you know. The, the leanest. The leanest. Uh, I'd be curious to sort of compare that to the others and stuff. But, um, yeah, they've got nice uh, detailing on the belts as well. They come with the classical, you know, Raf can store his size in the front and and Leo's swords in the back and, and those sorts of things. You know, there's, there's again, you talk paint apps. On the front of Raph's belt, there are one, two, three paint apps yeah, on, on, a, on, a, on a black belt. Like that's not something we're used to seeing uh, at a, from Playmates especially, but it's also at this sort of price range. Yeah, I, I think the paint apps on the, the face are quite nice. You've got, you know, paint around the teeth and the, uh, the eyes. I've got that real black sort of line art style thing. Um could probably benefit from a, a wash over the whole, a black wash over the whole thing to bring out some of those details because there are some really nice details on the sculpt. You know, Raph has that sort of 
like real, you know, he's been in a few scraps. He's got sort of lots of, you know, scratches and stuff um, over the front of his uh, front of his shell and, and that sort of thing. Uh, I don't yeah. want to test it, but I believe you can take the belts off. Really? So they're yep. separate pieces. They look well, like they're... Yeah, I've just look... looked at Mikey and I oh, reckon yeah, I, with right. a bit of... Um, Effort, I can get my nail in there and take yeah, them off, but I don't. There the is bit, like I don't a, want to. I, I, I wonder if they're glued on because they seem pretty. Whereas the vintage ones are clearly. I wonder if yeah, you can undo them at the front, like behind the, the you know the letter on the buckle, but they feel like they're glued on elsewhere on the figure, like they don't sit. Yep, hundred percent loosely. But. Right. Moving on to the villains now. Yes, and, exactly. And uh, I have to say I've always been a huge fan of Rocksteady. Rocksteady has always been my go-to out of these, you know, wacky duo. But I've got to say that Bebop is the better figure here. He looks yeah. he looks so cool. He looks very young, if that makes sense, in hand. Uh, he comes with a wicked gun. I love his uh, hands. They've got real hoof uh, yeah. And nails, like they're yeah. really. He's a he's a pig. He like. is. He's yeah. a, a warthog. Yeah, and uh, I love the attributes that they've uh, painted and really, uh, you know, dialed up his uh, hands and things. He's very chunky, you know, upper waist and then um, slims down in the legs. He's got his famous, um, you know, brace on his uh, knee, mm. which is a throwback to the original. Uh, he's he's a really cool looking figure. He's got figure. the turtle shell like pauldrons yep. on the on shoulders. the shoulders there. Um, same with the uh, what do you call it? The chain around the belt mm-hmm. and things. Love his drill gun. He comes with a nice big drill gun that is all one color. But then if you look at the accessories tree, it is a smaller uh, drill gun with uh, a lot of unique weapons. Uh, the um, sewer shield. Uh, the uh, Lucille, dag. the, the yep. bat, uh, baseball bat with um, wrapped in, not, uh, what do you call them? Barbed wire. Barbed wire mm-hmm. and things. And then he comes with the um, knife as well, which is, uh, this is not a knife. That's not a knife. This is a <laughs> knife. Uh, very cool. Mm. And then we come to his compatriot here, Rocksteady. Now, a bit of confusion. Uh, we were sort of all opening these at the same time and, uh, there was something where Ben's like, oh, I think Scotty's broken Rocksteady. Would you care to tell that story there, Scotty? <clears throat> yes, I'm still sitting here while we're talking about a turtle's toilet line. <laughs> I was handed Rocksteady to open him up, and he's an enormous figure. So to get him into that blister on the card, his head comes on a 90-degree angle, and that's fine because you can twist it around so he's facing frontwards. But one of his arms is actually separated deliberately inside of the packaging. Mm. It's down underneath. So the idea is that once you've opened him up, you can remove that second arm, just click it into place. Now, I didn't want to take liberties and I didn't want to take away from Frank's joy of actually (laughs) doing the solid connection. So I just very loosely sat it in the socket just to see what it would look like. Of course, as Frank and Ben turn their attention to me, the arm falls out onto the ground (laughs) and it looks like the toy is broken. I'm the only guy in the room who actually realises it's meant to be like that and I don't take the hint of Frank staring at me, dude, you literally just broke my toy. I haven't even had a chance to play with yet. I haven't touched it in person yet. And I'm completely blasé because I actually know it's meant to be like that. It's not until later on that I'm like, oh, dude, yeah, it's actually meant to be yeah. like that. You have to plug yeah. it in. He was showing me the like the, the bubble that he's pulled it from. I was like, he's like, I was like, what do you mean the arm's not meant to be in there? And then I've seen the 
you know, the bubble shell, the clam shell that it's come from. I was like, oh, yeah, that's where the arm would sit. And when you look at the proportions of this figure, which I know a bit's been made of, of that as far as Rocksteady's design, if he's standing side on, well, of course he's not. Otherwise, the bubble would need to be nearly twice as yeah, wide as yeah, some of the yeah. other figures. So, yeah, interesting um, Interesting way to to do that. Interesting design point. He 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 does look like a. He's probably the most accurate rhino of Rocksteady we've had to date. In terms of in if, terms if of a, a rhino real, was made into a person. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it looks like a rhino has just been cut in half, and there's no <laughs> there's no torso <laughs> or back legs. Uh, you know, look, I've I've take it with a pinch of salt. I can't wait to see it anim- him animated. Mm. And on the movie screen, and see what he does, and how he acts, and uh, his person more, you know, flesh out his personality and things, mm. um, and and then I'll get a better better appreciation for him. Uh, but right now, he looks he's definitely the odd one out. Uh, he's got sort of I don't know hair or tattoos on his forearm, which mm. is a bit unusual. Um, yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see. But his accessories are really cool. He comes with a massive sledgehammer, uh, two types of uh, guns and things like that. So, you know, he's armed to the teeth uh, with cool accessories and things and uh, I really like that attribute. Mm, I'm just having a look at Master Splinter here uh, as played in the film by Jackie Chan. Um I, I You talk about it being the most rhino accurate figure we, we've said. Uh, that. Yep. Actually, looks like a, a mouse's or a rat's face, to True. be honest, right? Yep. Yep. Compared to some of the other, you know, things where they've lent into the, you know, the the ninja master aspect of it, you know, having a big long beard and and all this sorts of stuff. He he looks like a mouse, you know. He could be part of the rescue rangers type thing almost, yep. you know. He does have the big glasses, which is an interesting um, addition. We'll have to see how that plays plays in the film, but he, you know, he's got that. Got that old man posture. He's got a bit of a bit of bit a of belly. A dad bod. Dad bod, exactly. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, he's got the tail and and all that. Um, yeah, he looks he looks quite good. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping, like the caricature of Splinter is an interesting one. Like in the the 2012 series, he was portrayed as almost much younger and a bit of a jokester and stuff. And I think uh, whereas in the uh, what was it in Rise, he was portrayed very differently that sort of really annoyed a lot of fans and I think I think a splinter done right is gonna go a long way to you know bringing fans on board the uh the latest reboot and and however that pans out so right quick quick round the room let's divide these into two categories the four turtles and the three other characters so mm-hmm. which one, which one's our favorite of the turtles just I actually, I actually haven't held Donatello from, in, from, in my hands. From a, um, a quick look? you know, a five-second. We've just opened them yep. before the show and uh, haven't had much time to pose them and things. They don't stand perfectly, and yeah, some of that they, they need there? a bit of aid. But I'm sure with a bit more time and things, they'll be all right. Um, yeah. I mean, I want to say Leonardo only because he's my boy, but is this? I'm still not a hundred percent sold on that head sculpt. Like his eyes. I think it's trying to go for that grimace sort of like, you know, I'm about to get into a fight look. He just looks a little bit stoned, to be completely honest. Like he's just got that real almost dazed out sort of sort of look on L- his looking face. Looking into space look, without, yeah. uh, without um, you know, yeah, eyeing mm. something off. Look, I really like Raph. I've got to be honest. Of, of of the four turtles that I've played with, Raph is, I think he's, he's a little bit chunkier, so he reminds me more of, of the vintage figures. 
Um, he's got that extra sort of scratchy detail on his on his show, and he's got the wonderful um, full head bandana as opposed to a strip of cloth. It sort of covers his whole whole head and eyes, which is a wonderful sort of nod to um, some of the older older he's designs. Been blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Raph. Scotty, you want to weigh in or? Um, yeah, look, Raphael's is, is a standout. He's very unique in his appearance. Uh, he's, he's always been the turtle that I've gravitated towards, but mm. the do-rag on the head covering his eyes makes him very appealing to me. Mm. He's yep. a pick. Well, it's three for three for Raph. Oh, yeah. uh, I think he's awesome. The fact that he's so chunky and stuff is definitely a step in the right direction. I do mm. like that attribute of him in the more newer series. Uh, as opposed to the um, original where they're all just the straight same bucks. All right, moving on to the other three. So we're, that now it's a class against Splinter, Bebop and Rocksteady. I'm literally holding Bebop in my hands for the first time since we've opened him up. Uh, he's really cool. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, he just, he, he, you're right. He does look young. He's got, um, he's got a full head of hair instead of a mohawk almost. Um He's got yeah the way they've done his hands is really nice. Yeah. And just and just for the listeners, Australia has not got Superfly and uh, Ape? Le- no leather f- leather head. Oh, uh, leather head. Yeah. You're right. Yes, there's As, single releases we haven't seen yet. Yep. And what was really nice on that? Um, and I forget the gentleman's name. I think it was Andrew um, from Head Start. Yeah, he yeah. actually posted in a couple of the bigger. Uh, Ninja Turtles groups uh, on Facebook and basically said, hi, I'm I'm the CEO of, of Head Start, the company uh, that is bringing these toys uh, to the Australian market. Which he, was the one that Fresh. That's uh, right. Yeah, when, yep. when Chris Fresh went to the, um, the sort of event they held in Melbourne, I'm, I'm sure Andrew would have been there in some capacity. And he basically said, he goes, look, he goes, I know you guys are, are looking at, you know, the guys in the US who have got these other figures don't worry, they are coming to Australia. It's just how the, the sort of waves have been broken up for the, the international markets. So, and he was really transparent saying, look, you will get them. Don't go buying them from overseas and paying silly prices. You know, they're all coming here. And it was so refreshing to hear, you know, this is a CEO of a company who didn't have to spend his time on social media appeasing fans or whatever. He was you know, really honest about it and it was it was really nice. I, I think I replied to him going, mate, thank you so much. Yeah. I think some of the yep. bigger toy companies could learn from this sort of transparency and yeah. communication. Yep. Like it was, but, it was but wonderful. Also, he not only did that, but he also went to the next level and saying the four-pack disguised turtles you can buy from Big W – the, um, oh, which ones? Pe- which you know, are the store exclusives? Yeah, there's yeah. the six pack uh, with April and the um, ooze uh, with Bebop. Step, and, yep. uh, is it Bebop? Uh, yeah. Bebop, you're Bebop, right. Bebop, yep. yeah, that comes from Kmart, you know, and really nutting it out for everyone to, uh, you know, giving them at the best home opportunity to, to, to work out hmm. where to buy from and, uh, you know, when they're coming out and, yeah, reassuring don't go and buy from the other you know, international sites and things because mm. it's only going to be a month or so and we'll have them in, in our stores as well. Yep. And um, that was, yeah, something we, we just so have not seen before and yeah. uh, it was super uh, refreshing. Yeah, so thank you, Andrew. Um, Scotty, what, who do you think out of these three, uh, Splinter, Bebop and Rocksteady? Uh, my choice is going to be Bebop as well. Mm. I spent a bit of time having a look at him and this, this, the small bits of detail and attention that I noticed. 
things like his snout ring and his belly button ring mm. individually painted, not just left moulded in the same colour as his skin. His glasses are a separate piece that are glued onto his face. Um, that's a great-looking figure. Mm. I'd, I'd, I'm not going to say I'm going to own it, but that's probably the standout of everything that's on the table here right now tonight. 100%. I couldn't agree more. It's three for three again. Yeah. So there's, you can hear through yeah. us the standouts of these um, you know, early openings tonight but yeah bebop is my choice as well whether you he's got a wow on his um well you know, i was just gonna mention exactly uh, i was gonna mention that i really hope in the film there's some gag about you know oh when it was written he thinks it's mum because when he looks down at his chest that's how yeah. he sees it yeah, like 100%, 100%. that's a very uh you know <laughs> it's a with the uh Yes, the the guy, people behind that film, I could see that uh, sort of joke playing out. The other item I was sort of alluding to is uh, the um, amazing four pack that has had the turtle community in awe. This is um, especially Davy damaged. Yeah, Davy was pretty quick it. to uh, race out and purchase these, and uh, you know, thanks to some of the communication from above, uh, telling us when these were actually hitting street dates and things, because these mm. were a couple of about a week delayed. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the other later. ones. And uh, Davey was super excited to pick this set up. So this is the Turtles in Disguise party pack. You get, as they call them on this set, you get Beach Bum Mikey, Cowboy Leo, Astronaut Raph, and Donnie as Spock from Star Trek. Um, for those that don't know, this is a, a wonderful set of four homages, basically, it's all referring back to original vintage figures. Um, <coughs> the only one that they've sort of tweaked a little bit is Leonardo, who uh, I think is actually in the original line. It was Cowboy Don um, that portrayed that. Leo in that line was uh, Chief Leo, so he's dressed up in the full um, Indian outfit, perhaps a little bit culturally insensitive these days, so they've sort of pivoted on that a little bit. Um, but these look amazing. Like I, I'm gonna, I haven't unboxed this one just yet. I wanna, I wanna sort of savor this one a little bit. The space raft that is probably Perfect. the one that stands out yep. to people because that's one of those really early variants that exists in most kids' toy boxes, and it looks so stupidly spot on to the original. E- even the weapons are yep. dead on. The weapons are the same. He's got the yellow hose. He's got that sort of weird triangular blaster. Um, this and, and soon to have an Ultimates upgrade oh, as well. Oh, mate. The, the, the photo shoot of all three of them alongside each other is just its going to be a, a strange, strange thing. Um, I really like the, the Star Trek one. The, the Star Trek Turtles come very late in the line, but they are a set I do have. Um, and, of course, he's got the, the famous sort of Spock uh, hand greeting, you know, with the, the way he splits the fingers and Live stuff. Live long and prosper. That's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are a great set. This was, um, you know, on special again, uh, sort of 55 bucks for, for four figures. Um, that's a pretty good price. Um, I love this and I I suspect this is the one that people are going to buy and snap up and maybe keep one to open and one to sit on a shelf and, you know, maybe sit on sale in, in, in a few years. So if you can find this, Big W is the one for this. It's the only place um, to find it. In Australia. In Australia, that is. Um, yeah, really cannot uh, recommend this enough. And I it comes with a, in a cool box with the uh, sewer site uh, brick around it and things. So, mm. and it's beautifully displayed. You could keep that mint on card, and uh, you can see everything. you can see absolutely everything from their toes right to their head to their weapons. 
there's nothing hidden behind that we can tell. And uh, I think that's a, yeah, you know. It's a really nice set. Yep. I just want to call out. Oh, sorry, Scott, go. I just wanted to say I think it's wonderful here in 2023 that we can reach back to 1977 and have a crossover with the Turtles and the village people. This (laughs) is the best thing I've seen all week. There you go. <laughs> From the Super Turtles fan, Scotty himself. Yeah, like, yeah. he has spoken. He's they put are his the village foot down. people, right? I'm not wrong, am I? No, no you're not wrong. Oh, well, you're not we'll wrong. explain at a later time. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also want to call out uh, Playmates have been pretty quick to say uh, there's a set San Diego Comic Con set. I mm. don't think they come as a four-pack. I think it's four individual ones, yep. but who the hell is not going to buy all four? Yeah. And these are exactly the same Ninja uh, Four Brothers that we're uh, – looked at already tonight individually, but they have updated paint jobs. So there's a bit of a black wash mm. on each of the turtles and there's sort of a black highlighter uh, marking around all of their um, attributes, you know, where the the skin meets the um, the cloth and things. There's black yeah. where it meets the, uh, you know, the bandanas, bandanas and things. Yep. There's black and just highlighting some of their scars and things. So it's all black and things. You don't get – I don't believe, sorry – you get the extra weapons pack, the tree with these four oh, brothers, no. but uh, this is a really cool. They come in little boxes, unique art and uh, graffiti on the box uh, to say, you know, call out who, which turtle you're getting and things. So watch out for San Diego Comic Con mm. on how easily or difficult these are <laughs> to uh, track down. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, anything else, guys? I think we've got a uh, exciting guest on, a local Aussie uh, who protects next toys yep. next week. Yeah, so look out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate for, guest. Yeah, next oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll Love be it. really cool. So we'll uh, yeah talk to him next week if all goes well. Mm. Other than that, uh, thank you so much. Thank you all our Patreons and things for your ongoing chatter on Speaking the Discord. Speaking of, we yes. have a new Patreon who signed on just recently. Ooh, Big excellent. welcome to uh, Gary. Um, haven't seen you pop up in the Discord, mate, but you're certainly welcome to come join us um, there. So thank you to Gary for uh, becoming part of the Toy Power family. Yep. If you've missed uh, the link or if you're having troubles with uh, Discord in general, just um, hit us up privately and we'll be able to help you out. Yep, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, um, come join the fun on Patreon. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, hit us up anytime you'd like. Thank you, everybody. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome.